Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. Thank you for downloading episode 299. This week we have diversity theft, another congressional exit, no white Christmas, they're coming to Atlanta, taxing the stupid tax, Seattle does not know biology, working people paying off millionaires, capitalism creates homeless, and a spending bonanza. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is my part of this endeavor, the international traveler, <laughs> live from, uh, now I was about to say Madrid. No, Barcelona now, yeah. Barcelona. Live from Barcelona, Ken Poland. Yes, very nice over here. Mid-60s, weather's perfect, and uh, yes, in the afternoon, so uh, everything's good in Barcelona. Beautiful city. And you're eating yourself stupid. Oh my God, I've gained 10 pounds at least. We've... Uh, <laughs> I think people here eat seven times a day. So we, you know, you wake up and you have two breakfasts, two lunches, an early dinner, and then a late dinner. So you eat at least six times a day. Yeah, but it, but it, it, it's it's so fan. It, the food's fantastic. I mean, I, I love Spain. Yeah, it's been good. Uh, good beer, good wine. Uh, it's uh, it's a neat place. It really is. Have you got got a couple pitches sangria yet? Yeah, yeah, sangria is really good. Uh, it, it talk about bad for you. It's 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 not the alcohol content that's bad for you. Oh, it, it probably has four <laughs> cups of sugar yeah, in, no in each pitcher of, of sangria. Yep, no doubt. Uh, I've got a, I've got a friend who's a Spaniard, and she uh, uh, she made for our leadership class when I, when I was in leadership with, with the Chamber of Commerce uh, a big old thing of sangria and. I was going to bring some home to Connie because she loves sangria, but we drank all of it. <laughs> yeah, we uh, Luke's a big uh, church kid, so he loves seeing all the old Catholic churches over here. They are amazing what was built. I, I, it's amazing what they've just built three, four, five, you know, sometimes fifteen hundred years ago. Uh, well, that and and the the Moorish in, uh, uh, influence. Yep. Because you, you see a lot of uh, a lot of mosque type uh, type churches where at one point they were mosques and they took the domes and took a uh, stuck a cross on top of them. Yep. Yeah, it's it, it, it's a it's it it is eye opening and, and people who 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 don't leave you know the, this continent really <laughs> or <the> state <laughs> yeah or or the state really miss out on cultural experiences and and you have to go in with an open mind you, you, and and you know we joke about eating but that that's part of the culture that that's yeah, part is. of that's absorbing culture out. yeah yeah, yeah is 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 sitting sitting in a bar have having a beer and having tapas and just listening to the stories and, and watching the locals and how they interact with each other and 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 joke with each other is it 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 really does it, it it humanizes it humanizes everybody because because there's a common thread there because y- you get the same thing if you walk into a I don't know I'm going to date myself a Bennigan's <laughs> but 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 it's the, it's the same thing people are the same the world over with with humor and 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 food and, and ribbing each other and making fun of each other and just and you know guys are guys and just just having a good time. I think some of that's a big town too. When I mean, you don't want to spend time in your apartment. You want to get out, and meet your friends, and hang out at the bars. Versus, you know how we are in Georgia. We've built twenty seven hundred square foot homes, and 
there's just not that sense of getting out and hanging out with your friends uh, like it is over here. It's just, it's, yeah, it is a lot different. Yeah, it's not quite, you know, I, I, I try. <laughs> uh, I, I, well, I do. I, I, I will meet people, meet my friends for lunch or, or drinks after, you know, Lo and I have got, got a, uh, we'll set up every week or so and, and go and have a happy hour together and, and, you know, make fun of each other and, and bust each other's balls and, and all that stuff. That's, that, that's just, yeah. people, hey, but- people, if they were to listen to our conversations would think we hate each other. <laughs> I was going to say, before we forgot it, I know that uh, I saw on Facebook this week, or last week, that Joseph Gullett uh, and his wife adopted a, a little boy last week. So congrats to the, the Gullets on doing that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, he's, he's, had, he's, had, he's had him for a little while. But yeah, yeah the, awesome. the kid the kid is is super cute. Yep. I, uh, and and Joseph's, Joseph's is, is going to be a great dad. Yeah. Joseph's just is a... Politics aside, and and I I agree with Joseph's politics, but it had nothing to do with with his politics. Joseph's a good man, mm-hmm. and and he and he, he and Jennifer are just just super super good people, and they're going to be yep. great parents for this kid. No, I was very happy and, for them. And there's a there's a backstory behind this kid that I, I'm not I'm not going to share, but he came from a from a a pretty bad, uh, pretty pretty bad place, and and now he's he's got he's got two parents that adore him, and will do anything for him. And I, I, I couldn't be happier for him. Yep. And he also, it also makes Joseph into, not that he wasn't before, but makes him into a huge advocate for streamlining the process to adopt kids. No, I know. And, and he's in the position to, to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, and that, that is awesome that we have a, we have a lawmaker here in Georgia who has gone through the process and knows how laborious like. it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and can see places where it can be streamlined. Yep, that is good. Uh, and that's that 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 that's that's amazing. And I, I am I'm very I'm very proud to have him as as my rep. I mean, he's 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 a really really good dude. Um, I I don't know how much longer he he's he's gonna he's gonna stay up there because as as his boy gets older, it's gonna take more and more time. And I think that that three months away is is gonna be is is gonna wear on him. Because mm-hmm. he he loves being he really loves being a, a family man. Yeah, that's a lot more than three months too. So there's always events to go to and <laughs> special session stuff. Yeah, there's just always stuff you feel like you need to go to. So it will be interesting to see. He's bumping yeah, up party his, meetings. And yeah, I mean, he's going to be he's going to be up there eight years and to, after his next term. So we'll a lot of reps retire after that eight year period just because of that's insurance they get the retirement and stuff. <laughs> retirement yep. insurance. Yep. But good so. Getting into the show, we have DEI strikes again. <laughs> a former Facebook global diversity strategist stole more than four million dollars from, from from Meta, the social media giant, uh, to fund a lavish lifestyle, quote unquote, in California and Georgia. Yeah, I don't know if you know. I mean, I, I'm sure you know this day, but all these companies over the last three or four years have started hiring these global diversity strategy people. And what their job is, is to go out and make sure that anything they do, they're looking at it through the lens of diversity. And I'm sure that's what this this lady did. Her name was, uh, I'm trying to find it, uh, Furlow Smiles. But that was that's what her job was at Facebook. Just look, look through everything through this global, you know, D-E-N-I lens. Even, even her name means smile later. Yeah, I know. Barbara Furlow Smiles. 
Yeah, but she did. I mean, she was splitting it up between California and Georgia. She was, uh, she's pled guilty to wire fraud after still more than $4 million in cash. Uh, she really had the scheme going, right? This was like fraudulent vendors, fictitious charges, cash, kickback, cash kickbacks. She was doing it all. And this has been prosecuted out of Atlanta also. DEI is a fraud anyway. <laughs> yeah, we've talked a lot about it. Yep. I mean, but, just hire the best person for the job. Yeah, I was telling you before the show started, that's where I saw Vivek talked a lot about that in the town hall a couple of weeks ago with CNN, where he just said, we've got to get away from DEI and get back to meritocracy, where the best person on the lens of merit gets position and not just people because they look a certain way or uh, say they're a certain thing. Well, th- that goes for admitting to college. That goes for for employment. Look, I... I don't care if if I hire hire somebody to install air air conditioners. I don't care. Yep. If if they're if they're Hispanic, white, black, Asian. Well, most Asians are too smart to be installing air conditioners. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, that that that's a uh, uh, an assumption on race that That most most people don't 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 mind. (laughs) <laughs> no, but you're right. You want the best people. What what Vivek argued, especially at the Ivy League schools, this is coming off the whole Ivy League thing that we talked about last week. Uh, he said, you know, what the Ivy League schools have done from a diversity standpoint is actually made it less diverse. They've let, they've made it less uh, inclusive because they've hired just one particular set of people that really shut down, you know, what people thought across the board. So by trying to do this, you've actually done re- exactly the reverse. Hell, Harvard gave gave what's her name a, a vote of confidence. I know they did. Yeah. I mean, is she? And then she went out and lit a menorah, as if that's going to make everything all right. Oh yeah, that'll fix it all. Yeah, it's, look, look, look! I I like Jewish people too. <laughs> uh, what what a t watt. Uh, <clears throat> she, she she but she she's an awful human being, and she was hired just because. She checks. She hits the check marks. Uh, they they've got her on on uh, plagiarism. She actually plagiarized another black female in her in her doctoral thesis. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. And that black female happens to be conservative. Mm-hmm. That that she stole her stuff from, and Harvard's like, no, nah, it's cool. It's cool. She's black. She's she wears glasses. She's good. Yep. But, uh, you know, this girl, hopefully, I mean, I would imagine this person's going to plead guilty, whether or not they serve jail time or not. Who knows? Uh, We just had somebody in my hometown get convicted of, or not get convicted, he plied out. But he got 20 years to serve three for stealing $40,000. This person stole $4 million. Now, not necessarily from individuals, stole it from the company, but we'll have to see if there's any really ramifications on this person of stealing $4 million and they just kind of plead out and, or do they actually spend some time in jail? Well, this is federal. Yeah. And I'll still be interested to see if they go after a DE and I person or they just let her off with a slap on the wrist. Well, they're going to get a conviction. The feds don't, she's going to plead guilty on that. So I would think. Yeah. The feds don't, don't play around. They they don't bring charges. This is not this is not Jackie Johnson down down in South Georgia. Yeah, this is that, crazy. That, yeah, when the feds bring charges, they expect uh, either a plea or or conviction. They they don't they don't play around. Yep. 
they're very, very, I've said it so many times on the show, they're very concerned with batting average. Mm-hmm. If, if you're uh, an AUSA and you, and you have people walk, mm-hmm. you're not an AUSA for, for very much longer. Yep. So we have uh, your congressman, Drew Ferguson, is retiring. Yeah, so my congressman announced last week on last Thursday that he was going to serve out the conclusion of the 118th congressional session here, but he would be leaving after that. So I think this will make it, I think this will be eight years for Drew in Congress. Uh, He actually lives in St. County, I do now. He moved there from LaGrange a couple of years ago, but yeah, it's not often you get an announcement like this. He uh, Drew was previously deputy whip. I don't know if you remember up under uh, Kevin McCarthy, and it sounded like he lost that job when Mike Johnson became speaker. So I don't know if that drove part of him to, you know, getting out of it. But it really sets up a wide open primary next year. So it'll be that we'll have one of those primaries with probably ten to twelve people in it uh, in May with a runoff, and then after that, so it's gonna be. It's going to be cool to see all who jumps in this race for the third district GOP chair or GOP seat. Ken Poland for for Congress. <laughs> no, I think, uh, you know, Drew a couple of years ago, beat, when he when he actually got in, he beat Mike Crane. Mike used to be a state senator in Georgia, and he's actually the third district GOP chairman now. I know Philip Singleton's interested in that job. Philip was a state representative down in the Noonan area who actually is chief of staff now for Rich McCormick in D.C. And I know State Senator Randy Robertson, I think, is interested. I'm being told that Randy is Drew's uh, pick to secede him, which, you know, nobody likes the outgoing person to, to pick their replacement. But it sounds like sounds like Drew's But that, op- that opens Randy. up a state Senate seat. Yeah, that would open up a state senate seat down in the which may uh, open Harris which County may open area. up a uh, may open up a house seat. Yeah, I just really thought there would be more. I mean, I, look, I, Drew announced this. Uh, I got this information literally an hour after he announced. I started making some phone calls, so uh, I think there'll be quite a few people that jump into this race and uh, see how it shakes out. And it's going to be a quick race. What is it? End of December. This literally a five month. Uh, five-month campaign to uh, middle of May. Now, clarify the rules for me. If you're running for Congress and you happen to be in the in the state Senate, can you raise money for re- running for Congress while you're in the Senate while while you're in session? Yes, you can. Yep, because you, you uh, just can't. You just can't. You can't raise money for us, the uh, the seat you're in. Yep, and you don't have to withdraw either. So let's say Randy Robertson, the state senator, wants to run for Congress. He's going to, I doubt if he would withdraw from the state senate. Now, he's not going to run for state senate again, but he would be able to raise money for his congressional race while serving in the state senate in the spring. Yeah, well, yeah, you can't be on can't be on the ballot twice. Right, exactly. So, uh, well, I mean, it's not, yeah, but that's kind of unlike people running for president. You know, we've got senators running for president that, that – uh, stay senators and don't lose their job when they get beat, but this is different in this case. Well, but they're not on the they're not on the on the ballot twice. That that's the nice that's the thing about being a senator yep. is you're in six years. Yep. If it happened to be at the end of your term and you wanted to run for president, you would you would have to you, you have to pick which which uh, ballot to be on. Yeah. Yeah. But this is uh 
Look, I hadn't heard anybody yet. Not to say these guys don't have money that are in here yet, but there's always that one person that jumps in that's got, you know, can totally self-fund the campaign. I don't think Mike Phillip or Singleton or Mike Phillip or Randy can 100% self-fund the campaign. So I know there'll be one guy in the third district, which if you look at the third district, it goes all the way from Carrollton, all the way down to Columbus, and then all the way over to Griffin, Spalding County, down to Thomaston. So it is a huge area in the state of Georgia. I mean, all, you know, it's uh, Yeah, it's a huge geographic area, which, which, is, which, is, which is hugely difficult and expensive to run in. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's the same number of people as, as, a, as a smaller geographic district. Yep. But <clears throat> just, just time-wise, think about all the Chamber of Commerce events you have to go through. You, you've got five counties. Oh, I know. That you, that you got to show up in five GOP uh, uh, meetings, uh, county meetings you got to show up at. Uh, it's, it, it's a, and just door knocking. <clears throat> You've, your ground game is, has got to be enormous. Yep. And then I did leave and, out one person that I already announced. I'm sorry. It's Jim Bennett uh, from up around the Carrollton area has already announced he was going to run against Drew Ferguson before Drew resigned. So I, I don't want to slight Jim in the least bit. So there was somebody already running against Drew. That's going to be a two million dollar seat. Yeah, you would need to raise at least a million to get through the primary. As uh, just just the geographic area, high tells profile. Me it, yeah, you got to start advertising on TV. You got to start sending out mailers. Yeah, this right. Is, it, this it, a big it's deal. it's it's two million if it's a dime. Yep. Just because you've you've got to hire staffers, you got to hire staffers. In multiple counties, you've got to have door knockers in multiple counties. Uh, it, it's not. It's not. It's not the number of people. It's the. It's how big of an area that you have to cover. Yeah, it's a big area. Yep. I mean, if if you're in Atlanta and and you have a door knocker, you know that that person can knock on a hundred doors in, in a day because they're you know you're on eighth acre lots and you yeah, just no, you walk drop next all door over to third district. Yep. No, that's the challenge. It's, uh, I think these campaigns are mostly done via TV and mailers and signs. I mean, it's it's going to be impossible to put together a group of door knockers to get out and see everybody. Yeah. Well, Merry Christmas, Ken. <laughs> whoa, whoa, I, I, I didn't mean that for you. I meant that for people of color. <laughs> so we have electeds of color holiday party. This is... Michelle Wu, who is the who is the I was about to say governor, mayor of Boston. Yep. She is the first female uh, mayor of Boston, first uh, female of color mayor of Boston, first Asian mayor of Boston. I I so tired of saying she's first. the first of everything. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> she, she sent out invitations to the city council for this Christmas party. And then rescinded it to all the white people. There were seven of them that were white. Yeah, that's this is what I found so crazy about the story. She sent out these invitations to this uh, electeds of color holiday party. And she didn't draw. She was not apologizing because she was having a party. She's apologizing because she accidentally sent these invitations out to the seven white people. (laughs) And the problem comes in. This is not going to be at her house. It's not going to be at a hotel. All right. This is going to be on city property. Mm-hmm. First of all, the the DA. How do, you get a, how do you get away with this? I mean, well, the DA of, of Boston showed up 
She, yes. she's a she's a black lady. Uh, how? And it, it's such a tired argument. I know if if you were to do this in reverse, if if you had uh, uh, white elected people of Boston and had had your own had your own party, they'd be out with pitchforks. I mean, it's the in, same in fact, thing no with one Harvard would. Last week. I mean, yeah, it's the same thing. I mean, we, I get tired of talking about this, but you know, the ladies, this the the, the college presidents last week would not condemn genocide of Jews uh, or the killing of Jews. But if you said that against any other group besides white people, they would be going crazy. Uh, it, it's Wu's husband is a honky. <laughs> so Her he, husband's white. So he didn't get, did he get to the party? I, I have no idea, but <laughs> hopefully he didn't get an invite. And first of all, Asians are treated differently for, he's talking about college admissions, totally treated totally differently with, with, with uh, Ivy league schools. Yeah. They're, 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 they're folded in with, with white folks because mm-hmm. they, they think they have too many Asians going to Harvard and MIT and, and everywhere, everywhere else. Yep. So they're, they're treated completely, completely differently. I, I, I don't, I, I don't understand. I, I, I don't understand that the, this idea that every person of color has the same experience. You don't. I Folks that 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 are born in this country and come up black have a different experience from the from those who are Asian or those who are who are Latino mm-hmm. uh, and those who are white. Everybody has has a different experience, and even within those groups, everybody has a different experience. You know, I I have a different experience than than a lot of people because I have two great parents who are been married for well over fifty years. That we're coming up on sixty now. Uh, and and I had I, I had a two parent household. I, it's a totally different experience for people who have parents who were divorced or never got married. Yep. It's it, even even though our skin color is the same, I had a different experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally different experience. <clears throat> and you know, and, and growing up in South Florida, it, I have a different experience for people who grew up in Appalachia. Even though if if you if you dress us the same and put, put us next to each other, we 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 look alike. We have totally different experiences. I, I, it, Imposing imposing color is is such an artificial construct mm-hmm. because you know uh, uh, someone who grew up like the Huxtables is going to have a different experience from somebody who grew up in the hood. And just uh, because you have the same skin color, you're saying. <laughs> yeah, just because you have the same skin color doesn't mean you had the same experience. Yep. And it's 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 a it's a completely artificial construct that is is honestly insulting to to people to say oh just because you're black you have you have the same experience as this person because he's black no you don't you can't tell me that 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 uh, Michael Jordan's kids have have the same experience as somebody who who grew up in in Techwood homes in the eighties it's just you just don't no I agree. But but for this you you can't say electeds of color. First of all, electeds is is a stupid word. Elected officials of color would would actually make sense. Electeds of color is stupid <laughs> sounding. It, it does. It's it's it's. it's, it's oh, by the way, Wu is a Harvard grad. Shocking. Yeah, I know. Really? Yeah, yeah. She, she's a she's a Harvard grad, as as I understand. But it's the, the, just the term is stupid. I know it is. 
the, the whole thing is stupid. She's stupid. And she didn't even apologize for the party. She apologized for the fact that, the, she said that we yeah. found out. Yeah. That's sort of like getting caught cheating on your wife and saying, I'm sorry, you weren't supposed to know about that. No, she just apologized because she sent the email to the white people. That's the only reason she apologized. Yeah, stupid. <laughs> so we hit, Metro Atlanta is the best place to live. <laughs> Metro Atlanta City, Sandy Springs. I don't even know where Sandy Springs is. Is it just on the north side of town? North, yeah. It's it's 400, uh, 400, 285 area. Yes, it was named the 18th best place to live in America, making it the only spot in a peach state can make the list. I'm surprised. I think there's a lot of towns in Georgia that beat out any town in that metro area. I mean, you've got some great towns around. Thomaston's a good town. LaGrange is turning into a great little town. I'm not sure I would go with Sandy Springs, but. Yeah, if you have enough money, Sandy Springs, I guess, is all right. Because, you, you know, you're you're close to everything. With You're very close to Buckhead, but but you're you're far enough away not, not you to are. be in yeah, Buckhead. You're, you're within an hour of everything in Sandy Springs. Or probably 30 minutes. <laughs> I, first of all, if anybody has friends who are thinking of moving to the metro Atlanta area, just tell them we're full. I'm pretty sure these companies like Sandy Springs or these cities, which is, this is really egregious, pay pay magazines like this to put them in the rankings. Uh, I would love to see how much Sandy Springs or the Chamber of Commerce paid this this magazine. Business Insider? Yeah, Yeah. Business Insider, put them in the list. (laughs) Sandy Springs used to be the place, uh, American Pie was there. It's gone now, but that, that place was wild. I mean, I, 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 I was, I was there back, back in the nineties. That place was, was wild. I mean, they did something uh, called what we, what would you do for, for a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or something like that. Uh, <laughs> it was, funny. it, oh dude, it was, it was nuts. Uh, <clears throat> used to, used to have two or three strip clubs. Yeah. Santa Cruz has become a city and they, and they've run the, the strip clubs out. They've closed, the, gotten rid of the, the, the bars that, that were, you know, honestly, when I was in my uh, early twenties, were fun, you right? Know. Right. And it, it, they've gentrified it. Yep. But the traffic is is horrendous in Sandy Springs. I, I don't I don't even know how anybody could 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 go to Sandy Springs and say this is where I want to live if you're there between seven thirty in the morning and. 10 yeah, or 3 30 in the afternoon till seven i mean it's it, it is gridlock you can't <laughs> move around it, it is it's it's horrendous i i don't know it's whatever if that if, if i guess if if you never have to leave your house uh, it, it, it's all right i guess yep so taxing lottery tickets <laughs> so we're gonna tax the tax the biggest uh poor tax in georgia is that what we're doing that this is this is stupid. It is. Uh, it, 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 the article is, is saying that that uh, Georgia will forgo uh, almost two hundred thirty million in state revenue by not taxing lottery tickets. Yeah, that's nobody what taxes lottery tickets. Yeah, I don't think anybody does. They said it'd be two hundred twenty nine million fiscal year twenty twenty four and up to three hundred four million fiscal year twenty twenty or twenty thirty three. So this was a new this was a new release finding of an audit that was conducted in the wake of a Senate bill that was passed last year. So it sounds like what they're basically saying is we get about three hundred million extra dollars a year if we put a seven cent sales tax on lottery tickets that were bought. 
No one's going to pay a dollar seven for a scratch off. No, that's the best thing about it. You can just throw down a dollar and get a scratch off. Well, Georgia actually for a while, I don't know if they still have it, had the change game. Mm-hmm. Like you could play with pocket change. <clears throat> so basically what it's saying is, oh, you're too broke to buy an entire lottery ticket. Yep. We'll take your change. It, this is, you talk about a wealth transfer. This is taking money from poor people and giving it to upper middle class white kids to go to college. And think how much, if we're forgoing $229 million in state revenues, how much are the actual revenues from the lottery? So, I mean, that's just 229 by 93, right? 0.93, you'll figure it out. I mean, it's a huge number. It's over probably $2 billion in lottery sales every year. It's not a purchase. You don't don't leave with a product. You leave with a chance. Yeah, a very slim chance. It's a very, very slim chance. But look... I'm as guilty as everybody else. When the lottery hit a hit a billion or whatever it was, yeah, my father, brother, and I each kicked in a hundred bucks and yeah, we, we I try to buy a lottery ticket every once in a while. I buy it on the Georgia app now. I don't know if you ever done that, Dave. And I- yeah, my yeah, that's what we do is we send we send uh, money over to my brother and and he uses the app to get it. But the the the, the whole thing is is is. It's, for us, it's just fun. It, we have the disposable income, yep. uh, and, and, it, and it's just fun. For for one night, you get to dream. And I've, I tried to buy a lottery ticket in uh, Spain this week. And, you know, Georgia has it blocked where you can't buy it if you're outside the state of Georgia or if they can't determine your IP addresses inside the state. Well, you could have your wife do it. Yeah, I could. I'm probably going to keep her out of it, though. <laughs> Especially if you win. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Gotta have some kind of separation here, right? Don't say separation. <laughs> no, separation of finances. Yep. But but no, the, the whole thing's stupid. It I mean, it, it's first of all, the people that buy lottery tickets buy lottery tickets uh, habitually are not going to pay a tax on it. They're not going to pay a dollar seven. Yep, and they're going to tax. I mean, if you win anything, they're going to tax that money. So. So right, ta- they, they they tax the winnings, yep. so they already get that. They uh, lottery itself is a tax. Look, if you go to Vegas and and you sit down at a, at a ten dollar blackjack table, it doesn't cost you ten, you know, you know ten seventy. It's ten dollars. They don't they don't tax what you bet. They tax no, if you I mean, win, and they tax the they tax the casinos. I know, but, but to state what you're saying here, you, you your income is taxed. And then they potentially want to tax a lottery ticket if you buy it. And if you win anything, they want to tax that again. So the, your, your salary is being taxed at 25%, then 7% on a lottery ticket, and then another 25 to 30% on your winnings. <laughs> Honestly, a lot of people play, paying the, uh, playing the lottery aren't getting taxed on their income because the income is coming from the state. That is true. All right, so we have Seattle High School shenanigans. Yeah, shenanigans. This was, yeah, this was great. So Seattle high schooler was, uh, he was taking a history quiz and he stated, and I don't know why these questions were on the quiz, to be honest, but there was a question that said, uh, only women can get pregnant. And he checked true to that. And that was marked incorrect. And then the next thing he said is there was a question that said, all men have penises. And he said true to that. And that was marked Incorrect also. And this and it was, was on, it, it, the, yeah. the, the, the class is Ethnic Studies World History. Yep, and this was what a knowledge in quiz. What the hell is that? 
And this was on the knowledge quiz. So just think of, just think about that for a minute. So they had a knowledge quiz where they said, can, you know, were these two questions on? And the boy answered correct. And then his teacher marked both of them incorrect. <laughs> what is going on in the world? First of all, it wasn't a biology class. No. So it had, that had no place yeah, being on quiz to begin this. with. Yeah, exactly. But even in a biology class, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it would be more egregious in a biology class. But it, it, this shows, and just like we were talking about higher education, and just like we're talking about uh, everything else, is this is an indoctrination. Yep, totally. And if you resist the indoctrination, oh, they you're hammered. You. Yeah, you're hammered. Yep. Yep. And this is gonna this could possibly hurt this kid's GPA. Yeah, it could hurt his chances of getting into college. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he, he could have a 4.0 in everything else. And this this history, you know, ethnic history class, he's, he's going to get two wrong answers. He's going to get a, a, you know, a 90 on, on this quiz because he says that men have penises and women have babies. Yeah, they said his mom uh, <clears throat> wanted to be asked to stay anonymous so her son doesn't get penalized for speaking out against this, I would. My question would be: How many of the other kids in that class actually marked it the same way he did, or like you said, have all the kids been indoctrinated, and every single one of the other kids probably put the incorrect answer? That would be what I, I'd love to see the other answers to this test to see which kids actually stood up and did the correct thing. It's such a shame because Seattle is is a wonderful city. I don't know. Yeah, the West Coast is beautiful. It's just. Seattle and Oregon and Portland and San Francisco are just liberal hellholes at this point. Yep. And look, if 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 you fly into Seattle, you, you, there's there's opportunity to go salmon fishing because mm-hmm. because you have a salmon run there also. Uh, really, really good Pacific fishing out out of out of Washington. Uh, uh, whether whether it's uh, halibut or salmon or, or trout, it, it's it you've got Rainier out there. It, it is it's a beautiful area of the country yep and it's just a shame and and, and connie and i uh, a part of i i get a companion pass every year and it has to be used within the con within the contiguous 48 right we got that i'll say and, yep and i was i was looking at places to go and i'm like san fran i love san fran but no i'm not going la la is whew, short list most beautiful places on earth you know you got palm springs you've got Hollywood, you've you know a great place to go. Nope, not going. It's dangerous, and and it's it's ruined. Yep. And same thing with with Portland. Same thing with Seattle. And it's it's such a shame. I, my parents were at SeaTac, uh, Seattle Tacoma uh, uh, Airport, just connecting. Mm-hmm. They're uh, t- taking a flight into Canada to get on a cruise. Yep. And they're just talking about how filthy just the airport was. Yep. And it's, it's it's such a shame because I remember going to Seattle because you know uh, you know you and I our, our fathers worked for Delta. My father had to go out there uh, uh, to Boeing, and we flew out to 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 visit him and went you know went up Rainier and and all that stuff. And Seattle's just absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I know. It's just it's it's ruined by these these liberal policies. Yep. It's it's such a, such a shame because I, I would love to take Connie out there because it's it's a. You know, it, the West is is fantastic. You know, last year we were in Reno and Carson City and Virginia City. It, it's just absolutely beautiful. That that area of the country 
is when you talk about the high Sierras and and all that stuff, just is is gorgeous. But you you cross over to California, it just becomes nuts. Mm-hmm. All right, so Georgia is going to owe how much to the liberal film industry? Yeah, this is well. I mean, we've I think we've talked about this a little bit on the show too. These these film tax credits. So Georgia, and everybody knows there's a lot of films that have been a lot of movie industries moved to Georgia. Well, actually, not completely moved, but a lot of movies are being made in Georgia. Uh, they have an uncapped tax credit system. So where a lot of states will cap the tax credits to companies at you know, $500 million a year or a billion dollars a year, Georgia's is uncapped. So the latest audit estimate says the industry will earn about $1.3 billion worth of credits this fiscal year, which is costing taxpayers around almost $60,000 per job created from the film industry. And we don't collect that. What, what, what's our tax right now? 5.25? Yeah, five, no, 5.49 at the moment. Yep. Five, 5.49%. Do you know how much a salary has to be to collect $60,000 oh, at, at no. 5.5%? Yep. And see, what this is, the background on this is lawmakers are pushing for capping that program, which it needs to be capped. It shouldn't be unlimited. And a lot of people don't understand how the film tax credits work. So I've got, so if a company, spends three point, let's say three point three million in Georgia, they can earn a credit of a million dollars. So they get a million dollar credit on three point three million dollars of being spent. Well most of these companies are not based in Georgia. So then what they end up doing is they turn around and they sell that credit to a company like yourself. And then you can buy that million dollar tax credit for eight hundred thousand dollars. So the film credit makes all for the eight hundred thousand dollars and then you save two hundred thousand dollars on your taxes. So that's really what's going on in all these tax credits. The companies are not based in Georgia. They're still based in California. But they take these million-dollar tax credits, and then they turn around and sell it to a business at $0.80 on a dollar, and then they run off with the Georgia cash, and then the company saves money on their taxes. So that's how the program works. Well, it's it's a liberal funnel to Georgia. Yeah. I mean, there's some of these credits to liberal companies around the state, too. I mean, that. I'm not saying Coke is a liberal company, but the companies that are benefiting on all this are the Cokes, the Turner, you know, the Turner Networks, the CNNs, the Deltas of the world. All the big companies in Georgia are out there buying up these billion dollar worth of tax credits to save themselves money. Now, and again, I don't understand why the liberals are outraged about this. I guess they're in kind of a pickle because they like the, the film industry and all the craziness that comes with that, but it's taking money out of everyday Georgia's pockets by doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we celebrate reducing our tax rate by a fraction of a, of a percent. Yeah. We celebrate because we got 10 basis points a couple of weeks ago. Right. And these, and these companies are buying these tax credits for, you know, I mean, $1.35 billion. And, um, Oh, yeah, I mean, it's really benefiting big, big business in Georgia. It, it, outside of it being cool to, to see places that you know in the background of films, uh, like Zombieland, was, a lot of it was filmed in, uh, in Noonan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's about and, tons of, yeah, Noonan's a big film hub. Yeah, and I guess Stargirl was, I, I've never seen it, but was, was, uh, was filmed in Dallas. Right. But the the people that come in that, that work these films 
I, I had a friend who overheard them at lunch that they they don't like being here. They don't like the people here. No, right. right. Uh, they 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 make fun of us. That, yep. You know, we're just a, a bunch of stupid hicks. Uh, the the people that do move here for for the for the film industry from California, and there are so you know, there are a lot of them. You, you, we're not talking about actors. We're talking about the grips, the the runners, and people who are you know within the industry that that aren't in front of the you know they're behind the camera and they're behind the scenes you know set builders and, and all that stuff they're bringing their 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 liberal politics with them yeah 100 percent. yep so when this when this state turns blue it's it's going to be republicans fault for doing mm-hmm. this and making making this a, a a conducive area for liberal filmmakers to, to come and exist Yep, it's changed a lot over the last. I mean, we know that last ten years has been a huge change. But I mean, it, the program, the program needs to be capped. The Georgia General Assembly should cap the program at a certain amount and not let this program just expand. To I mean, right now, literally, it could go from one billion to five billion dollars. Just no cap on this program. Uh, what's What's funny is uh, when the heartbeat bill passed and, and a couple other a couple a couple other things passed. Yeah, the, yeah, we're going to pull out. No, you're not. Like Les Milano was in saying it was going to pull. No, they're all. I mean, it's, it's just all about money at the end of the day. And wherever they're getting these tax breaks, they're going to go. Yeah, Les Milano. <laughs> when uh, her movie Embrace the Vampire came out, we showed it in the day room when I was in the army. Because nice. because we all watched her on Who's the Boss, <laughs> and, and that movie came out to where she's you know she, she you know she's going to show that she's an adult now, and uh, it was it was standing room only in the day room to watch that one. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's yeah it we're we're we are unintentionally or intentionally changing the political landscape of Georgia by incentivizing liberals to move into the state. I oh, know. Even with that, Stacey Abrams got her ass handed to her. <laughs> Very true. That's how bad of a candidate she is. And will again if she runs. I, I, I can't see it. Of course, she just doesn't live in Georgia anymore. All <laughs> right, so capitalism's to blame, speaking of. <laughs> so... This is San Francisco. Uh, Supervisor Dean Preston uh, argued in, in a documentary that the reason they have so many homeless is because of capitalism. I've never heard the, this angle. <laughs> yeah, the 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 system that has r- brought more people out of poverty than than in the history of the world brought more people out of, out of, out of poverty than any other system. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And that's to blame for the rampant drug use and homelessness in San Francisco. Yeah. He said, this is the absolute, this is quote, absolutely the result of capitalism. What happens in capitalism to the people at the bottom rungs of society? (laughs) Idiot. I don't know where he came up with this stuff. I really don't. Because he, because he's a hardcore leftist uh, a communist that he I, I, I don't know if he believes it this guy's rich this oh, guy man. is is oh he's rich yeah he's this guy's wealthy and he doesn't walk, walk want to walk away from his wealth Mm-mm. but somehow if if we, we if we shifted over to communism and the government ran everything these people wouldn't be living on the street no, no they'd, they'd be, be dead yes exactly yeah idiot 
I'm not going <laughs> to spend a whole lot of time on it. He's just an, he's just an idiot. Yeah, he's dumb. Or well, he's there's only two options on this. He is either a liar or an idiot, and mm-hmm. he can pick which one he wants. But he's Got either a, a liar or an idiot. Because you just can't, I, I don't know, you just can't be that stupid. <laughs> now, this is a good time to remind you that these are our opinions, not those of anyone not on the show or a respective company for which we, we may work, own, or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. Also, you can find other episodes and relevant stories over the georgiavirtue.com. The mule is mine. <laughs> Insemination creation. Harvard professor and IVF expert allegedly used his own swimmers to impregnate a patient. Wow. This is back in, I think, 1982. Um, Yeah, 1981, 1982. Yeah, right. Sarah uh, DePoyen successfully became pregnant in 1981 after visiting Dr. Merle Berger. Her 42-year-old daughter, Carolyn Bester, began researching her own genealogy with Ancestry.com at 23andMe uh, last year and found out that she had a direct result uh, uh, for her biological... uh, uh, for biological father, but the, the uh, uh, she found out she was had two blood relatives, Berger's Burgers, granddaughter yeah. and second cousin. So she did twenty three of me and found out that yeah she had these relatives of Burgers, and I guess she started looking into it and figured out it was the it was the guy that was doing IVF back in nineteen eighty one. Yeah, and he was an expert in the field. I mean, this this guy was was a professor at Harvard. Yeah. Uh, Again, Harvard keeps coming up with these awful stories. I mean, you're talking about taking the polish off that damn institution. So he promised her that he would find a donor that would be uh, would not be involved in in her life that she did not know, but would resemble her husband physically. Okay, so her husband was uh, he couldn't have kids, I guess. Right? Yeah, uh, shooting blanks. Okay. That's a good way of putting it. So, but he, you know, he said, "I'll I'll get a donor for you. He's good. Uh, he will physically resemble uh, your husband." And, I, and it, we're talking about the infancy of of IVF. I was wondering, this is early on in the process. Yeah, I mean, it, the, a lot of this was you know, go back to the seventies was theoretical. Yeah, like we could do do test tube baby as as they were called back then. Yeah, this was early on. This was really early on. What is his motivation behind this? I mean... He's not going to get in trouble for this, though, is he? I, mean, I don't even know how old the guy is at this point. Uh, 40, he, he's older, years ago, but... He was probably 40 at the time, right? He was probably at least 40. Yeah, but he owns several houses. He's very, very, very well off. Uh, yeah, if because the crime was only discovered last year. Is it a crime? What's the crime? Yes. Here? Fraud. Yeah, I guess the crime is fraud, right? I mean, I guess. I mean, look, they're, they're throwing around words like sexual assault. It's not. No, it's not sexual assault. No, they're, they're throwing around a lot of, uh, if nothing else, there's there's a hell of a civil lawsuit. Right. I mean, the the trouble with it is, for, for, for I say the child, she's 42 now. Uh Without without his genetic donation, she wouldn't be her. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a it's a a hard thing to to really prosecute. I think because I do what do you say? I I shouldn't be here. I know. I don't. I, mean, I don't think anything's gonna happen. I would imagine the uh, 
statute of limitations has run out also. It's, I don't it, know. it hasn't because it, the crime was just discovered. It still I runs think, out I think at I, a certain point, right? I, I, I think I think the, the, crime the discovery. Occurred. I thought the statute occurred when the crime occurred, or when the I don't know. There, there's there, there's certain there's certain if they if they were to, to file it under a, a sexual thing, it, it being recently dis, uh, recently discovered. But right. it, I think there's going to be a civil case here, and he'll settle. Yeah, it could be. Yep, he will settle. Yep, he he has the money. He'll settle. He'll he'll make you know her life very easy. Uh, for for the rest of her time on this planet, because because she's you know she and her mom will 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 make enough money that that they they won't have to worry about it again. All right, so the House and Senate passed the NDAA. Yeah, so what does NDAA stand for? It's like the National Defense Authorization Act. It's where the military gets funded. Uh, two reasons we two reasons I brought this story up is one, it's just they passed it to fund the. Defense Department for the next year. So it authorizes $886 billion in national defense spending, which is an increase of $28 billion over last year. So the increase is only 3%, maybe. So not a big increase. Uh, it also authorized a 5.2% pay increase for military members. And that's actually the largest raise for service members in more than two decades. It's hard to believe, isn't it? That 5.2% would be the largest military increase. Uh, but yeah, and then the second part of this bill is it it kept going the FISA court, which is, we've talked about this before on the show too, which permits warrantless surveillance of foreign nationals, which has since really just broadened into the military or the government spying on everybody. Uh, so that was the two parts of this bill. One, to fund military, and the other to keep this... Uh, spy program going that they've got on American citizens without warrants. Yeah, look, it, it, keeping tabs on foreign nationals, it never had to be authorized. Yep, which is fine. We're, the, we're good with that. Yeah, the, 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 the NSA has been doing that for decades. The CIA has been keeping tabs on, on foreign nationals uh, for forever, since since its inception, mm-hmm. keep, keep, keeping track of, of, of foreign nationals, you know, even though we're getting hundreds of thousands a month coming across our southern border. Yep. But yeah, it, it, it we always had the authority to to keep track of what foreign nationals are doing. Yep. And a big it deal just, out of this is that, yeah, I mean, it allows the government to spy on you without a warrant at this point. So they're collecting all this information from phone calls or emails or whatever, and there's no warrant process for looking at that information or collecting it. The, the, but there never was a warrant for foreign national. It never, no, it never about, was necessary. Yeah, just about American citizens at this point. Well, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the point. Being, it's, yeah, it's, all Americans are being scooped up in this at this point. Yeah, and they're calling it bycatch. Yep, yep. You know, bycatch is, is, is a fishing term for, you know, it's not what you were looking for, but, you know, get caught in the net. Yep. And I thought it was so, interesting. Yes. So we had some Georgia Republicans vote no on this bill. So Andrew Clyde, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and Mike Collins voted no. So they're sort of the 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 more conservative liberty bunch in Georgia at the moment. So congratulations to them for voting no on this. But but uh, you gotta understand how 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 it gets framed. Oh, totally. It's they, they, framed they, as they, they voted against raises for law for uh, right. 
for, for, for troops, as you, yeah, as, as you voted against giving raises to our troops. Yes, this should be two if, separate bills altogether. This should have been split out. All, all of this should be. Yeah. There, there should be no combination bills. No, and this was one of those. So if anybody runs against, I mean, I don't think they will. I mean, I think Andrew no one's running against Margie. and Mike. Uh, but that, that won't be a big point. I mean, she can easily in her district say, I voted against it because the government's spying on American citizens. But then we've got if, the other people that voted yes. I mean, Buddy, Buddy Carter, Loudermilk, Drew Ferguson, my rep, and Rich McCormick all voted of yes course. on the bill. So, you know. The, this bill was always going to pass. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it, if 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 I wanted to run against against Margie, I, I would first of all have to raise five million dollars to run against her because she has she has a, an unlimited amount of money. But yeah, I would hammer I would hammer her on this, and it would be completely disingenuous. It but it's politics. Yep. Yeah, yeah I just it, don't think it goes anywhere. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but good for them for voting no on it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Forty-seven congressional Republicans voted to continue. I forget what their numbers are in Congress, but uh, you know your typical crowd voted no. The Thomas Masseys of the world, Andrew Ply, Marjorie, Mike Collins, uh, what's his Chip Roy out in Texas? The Freedom Caucus guys all voted no. Yeah, I'm sure our Florida friend voted no also. Oh, how Matt Gates voted? I need to look that up and see. Very interesting. You know. I... I don't hate Marjorie Marjorie Taylor Greene. I mean, I, I I hate her caricature, but a lot of the stuff that she stands on, is, is, you know, is 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 good. Is you yeah, know, she voted no on this. She's on and the right side of most things. She really is. If if she could if she could fix her persona, if she could keep from getting in fist fights and calling uh, another rep a little mm-hmm. on the floor, mm-hmm. uh, it, it would go a long way. But that, but that's that's just Margie. That, that that you know she 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 thinks that she is Donald Trump in drag. Yep. And she doesn't she she doesn't have the gravitas. She doesn't have the she she, she she's not Trump. There is there is only one Trump who gets away with doing that stuff. And <laughs> you know what? In two thousand in two thousand twenty, he didn't. You know, know. Came, came back to bite him a little bit with with the with the soccer moms. But yep. you know. Out in this district, she could sacrifice a virgin on the the floor of the house, and people out here would still vote for her. <laughs> not that not that you could find a virgin in the house, <laughs> or or in that district. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean they're yeah, they're. they're <laughs> I'm joking. They're, they're they're screwing so many people in in the house. I mean, they're, you, you'd be, you couldn't find a virgin up there to sacrifice, but. Yeah, or in our, our, our in our district. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to you have to find somebody. You have to find a newborn. <laughs> All right, Kenny. You got any closing thoughts? I know. Just gonna spend the next four days in Barcelona, uh, out and about. So I'll let you know how it goes next show. And I think we're. I think uh, you haven't said this, but I think the next two weeks will be off, and then you've got something yeah. special planned for episode three hundred, right? Yeah, that that was gonna be my closing thought. Is the next, the next two weeks are Christmas and New Year's. So uh, we're not going to drop shows on those days. Um, if you want to, and I absolutely encourage you to, at Christmas dinner, pull out pull out your, your laptop or your phone and pull up some of our previous shows and play it, you know, play it at Christmas dinner so that all of your family members can be as well-educated as our listeners are. 
<laughs> I know how much my family appreciates me telling them my, my political views at, at Christmas. No, it's awesome, isn't it? <laughs> but yes, we're, we are working on something for 300. Uh, I don't know exactly what it's going to be yet. We're trying, we're trying to get the, the band back together and, and do, and do something special for 300. When we come back, the, uh, the legislature will be in session. Uh, it will probably be a shorter session, uh, because it's election year, everybody in the Gold Dome wants to get 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 home, and they can't collect money while they're in session. So every day they're in session, they're they're losing donations. Hmm. So so with with off years, you see that forty days go out to ninety, and uh, in, in election years, that forty days gets closer to sixty. You know they they they'll get out in, I'm guessing early early March. Maybe even February. If, if, if no, they, if it won't they, be that early. It'll be still late March. You think it'll be late late March? Yeah, it's still because because qualifying is in March. Yeah, it'll still be late March. Uh, you know, anybody running against an incumbent can can raise money all through that time, but incumbents can't. can't they have to shut down their their uh, antidote or antidote antidote the <laughs> yeah, the, yep. the the site that that most political candidates use to collect to collect because it's already set up for collecting the information that's necessary when you make a donation, who you are, what you do for a living and all that stuff. Uh, I've always said retired or I've said retired and independently wealthy. I lie (laughs) on those forms all the time because, you know, screw them. (laughs) What do you do for a living? None of your business. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. (laughs) You know what? Next time I I have to make a couple donations. I think I'm going to put drug dealer on there. That would be awesome. <laughs> I don't understand what they're doing with that information. I mean, I, I, pimp, drug dealer. I mean, it, so, something like that or, or, or put in there uh, Hunter Biden's financial advisor. Yeah, I don't think it matters. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. It's, it's stupid to even collect the information. So we will we will be back in the new year. Uh the we just the the two holidays happen to fall right when we drop drop the show. Plus, it, everybody's on vacation. Uh, Ken doesn't want to talk to me over over Christmas. I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thanks to everybody for for listening. Big thanks to Eric for for editing our our awful audio and turning to something you can listen to. Big thanks to Ken for calling in from Spain on vacation with his boys. Uh, right now, he's, he's, he's already eyeing the next beer he's going to open. Uh, I'm Dave Roberts, and we'll talk to you in 2024.